Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. What up, everyone? I hope you've had a blessed Monday. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Emmy Award-winning sports analyst who went to the best university and top college football school in Florida, UCF, 10-year NFL defensive lineman, Lige Doosable, and you know I'm with my guys, a huge Chicago Bears fan who believes the Bears have finally got their franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. He was also a first-round pick of the Boston Celtics and a 2006 NBA champ with the Miami Heat, Mr. Shimmy himself, Antoine Walker, and our other teammate will be joining us later. He's a two-time state champion in basketball at Westlake High School, He's also a rapper on the side and was a 2014 <laughs> All-Pro quarterback with the Cincinnati Bengals, Adam Pac-Man Jones. Antoine Walker, how you doing on this Monday? I'm doing great. Man, you gave Pac, a, that's a, that's an interesting um, intro you gave Pac. You had a lot of things to his portfolio right there, big guy. Yeah, you know, you're talking about he's a side rapper. You, you seen his video yet? Pat got that yeah, pack? I saw yeah, I saw him. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, but how you feeling about your Bears, man? That that was a fun game to watch. I actually, yeah. you know, because I'm a Jets fan, I wanted you guys to beat them boys for the division, you know, to help us out. Right. Um, but Justin Fields, oh, my God. I know we'll get into yeah. it later in the show. But they're finally doing the things that we talked about on the show, Tuan. You know what I'm saying? Let him use his legs. Now, yeah. that big scamper he had for 60, 60 yards was a, a straight drop back pass, and he took off for that. But I just like how Luke Getzey is finally highlighting this kid's attributes. And you can tell that he's gotten even more comfortable as a passer because of it. Yeah, I like the beginning of the game. I mean, from start to finish, we actually came out and passed the ball the first three, four times yeah. in the game. You know what I mean? So I just like the confidence. But we got us a quarterback. I believe, you know, th- you know, you got to understand for Chicago, me being a Chicago fan and Chicago fans here, we we never had a quarterback before. I mean, you know, a real quarterback that's been Hold a on, what was Jay Cutler? He was solid. I'm, I, I, <laughs> I, just, I wasn't mad I just at Jay. I to see what you was going to say. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't mad at Jay. He was solid. But, I mean, I think drafting, feeling good about it, the, the process that they're going through, I was a little worried. Um, didn't know what direction we was going, especially after the trades. But to see right now – what we could become with you know another add add some on the offensive line, maybe add another weapon. I mean, we'd be right there. We got money to spend. We'd be able to shape back up that defense a little bit. I like where we at right now, even though we lost yesterday. Should have been a pass in the friends call, and you know Man, that. Man, so it that call could have went either way call. and gave y'all a chance to win that game at the end because your defense finally got that stop that you needed 
with yeah. about three minutes left in the game. Before that, it was just like seven on seven out there. Well, not seven on seven because Fields, who set an NFL record for quarterback rushing with 178, mm-hmm. was running the ball. But literally, it was just it, it seemed like no defense was being played in that game until you guys finally got that stop with about three minutes left and had a potential to maybe win that game. So, yeah, I was praying on the side. I'm like, come on, man. Come on, Justin Fields. Get it done. You got this. You can go they been competitive. One thing I got to give the Bears this year, they've been very competitive. I mean, this ain't the team you want to play when you jockey for playoff position and looking for a spot. They're going to hurt a couple people late in the season. They're going to hurt a couple teams. Trust me. Yeah. I, I like where we're at. I mean, we we, we competitive. We right there. We're going we gonna to knock a couple people off and hurt the playoff chance. I don't think we – obviously, I don't think we're good enough to make the playoff this year, but we're going we're gonna to mess some people's playoff chances up. I mean, in the NFC, the NFC, you still got a shot, though, Twan. I mean, you ain't out of it yet, right? Because if you look at the NFC West, I think the Cardinals only got three wins. The Rams also, too. Yeah. 49ers, at- I think, have four or five wins. I mean, they have four wins, I think. Um, but then the Seattle Seahawks are, you know, about a game, Eight. game and a half of – Couple of eight nine situations gonna happen. Up. Yeah, I think it's couple, gonna be a couple eight and nine situations where it's like mm-hmm. one team gonna get in for sure. And, well, we know in the, the NFC South that somebody is gonna win that division. We don't know who is it gonna be the Bucks, is it gonna be the Saints, is it gonna be the Atlanta Falcons? They te- they technically could be nine and eight or eight and nine. So I mean, don't be surprised. You guys still got a shot, Twan. I mean, I I like where we at. I just I mean, right now, which are the y'all the second place team technically in the NFC North, right? Three and or six, you tie because Green Bay has a tiebreaker because they beat y'all, right? Yeah, but we got Green Bay again. Yeah, but we both three and six. Yeah. Hmm. It's, 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 well, you're right because it's it's wide open in the NFC. Yeah, you know? bro, NFC. You still got even if you got three wins, you got a shot. But I want to bring our producers, uh, Sean and and my guy Cliff in, who's also our producer mm-hmm. and, and social media uh, guy for us. And we're going to talk about the World Series, uh, of course, later in the show. But we had we we have to give. Cliff, you know, a hard time. He's a big Phillies fan. And we told him, me and Sean told him, six games. The Astros are going to win the six games. And Cliff was, had his chest all out <laughs> when they were up 2-1. Me, me, me and Sean, you know, we had our doubts for a second. But, you know. Yeah, we y'all, like, y'all was hating, man. It's, 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 it's different. It's not called y'all was predicting. Y'all was trying to make a, you know what I mean? Y'all was trying we to predict it, man. Y'all Hold just, on. Y'all was hating because my team was in the World Series. They shouldn't have been in there. And we, you know, what I mean, we rattled the Astros a little bit. Yeah, we came up short, but guess what? We going to bounce back next year when we get one of these shortstops on the market, and we gonna be right back in the mix. Hold, hold on, Cliff. Let, let me just let me let me just do this here first. All right, we'll oh, play that. Oh man! You. <laughs> and you know what's crazy, yo? Come you know on, Cliff, crazy? sing it. No, 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 no. Here, Sean, I'll tell you this. The whole time that that was like the rally song for like the whole run of the playoffs, I said, why in the hell did we pick this damn song, yo? Dog <laughs> is so corny, like, yo, who picked this song, oh, man? I was, man. Bro, I was so pissed off hearing this song. Yeah, it was, it was tough. You, you know what? It's a, it's the same thing with the Mets, though. We're, we're playing trumpets at City Field out of nowhere, and, and you guys are singing this in the middle of a red-hot playoff run. Sometimes it just works. Yeah, and man, sometimes it doesn't. I, I'm about to say, we felt flat. We felt flat on our. Well, face when the clock hit straight. November for the Phillies, it stopped working. Yeah, it was only yeah, they, 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 they was, stopped. They, they stopped hitting, and, the, and that song stopped working. I was gonna say it was it was tough weekend for uh, Philadelphia fans. The union because, lost I mean, thir- the same night. Thursday was good for you guys. You know the Texans won, but the Philadelphia <laughs> Union they lost too, right? In the they Cup lost, final, bro. They lost in a heartbreaker to PKs. Yeah, man. that's what like, I'm saying. It happened at the end. Like, bro, I think yo, I read a stat. 
this the first uh Philly's the first city to lose two championships in one day. Oh, that's tough. in the same day, in the same exact day. So much for greasing those poles. Huh? Oh man, I was so re- <laughs> bro, I was so ready to go back to the crib, go crazy with all my friends and family back home. And damn, now we gotta wait till what February something, right? Hey, yeah. hey Cliff, did you know? <laughs> did you know that the last time, 2009, obviously, that the Phillies lost the World Series, the Cowboys actually beat the Eagles in the playoffs? I'm just oh, letting you know. Is that, tough wait, for y'all losing in, in doubles, huh? Wait, was that when Romo? I thought we smoked Romo and him in the uh, in the regular season, right? That or, was the year before the the week seventeen uh, game. That okay, was the year okay. before. That was the year gotcha. you won the World Series. Well, damn, that's not happening this year. I was about to say, <laughs> I wonder how that bowls for the Eagles. Then, uh, listen, it bowls. It means that we're gonna see everybody in February. Philly gonna go crazy. <laughs> that's what. That's all that means. I just dude. can't the wait Eagles. for the for the the rallying cry song for the Eagles. What the do you Eagle, think it's gonna be? It's gonna <laughs> be dreams and nightmares part two. <laughs> Yeah, you know, last time y'all played that, y'all did win the chip. So it might might work. It might work. Meek might have to make a little remix with a couple of Philly artists, and then we're going to have a new rallying cry song. That's funny. (laughs) I want to introduce one of our other teammates who's stepping in for our guy, Adam Pac-Man Jones, for this first segment. Our guy, Orlando Kelly, who is a Winwood socialite, also a former beat writer that covered the Miami Dolphins for over 15 years. And he's occasionally a Miami Heat fan. Omar, oh. what's good? Can you, hear me? <laughs> you guys can hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we oh, hear. Okay, good. Um, You're a little low, but we can hear you. This is, this is Pac-Man set up, so. Um, there I'm, you go. I'm, there, uh, you sound okay. so much better. Though. Listen. Um, I'm a forever Heat fan. I don't. I don't he's, really he's like sometimes sometime Heat fan, Antoine. <laughs> I, I don't like how the season is going, but I I, I got respect for for the Heat. Um, I'm I'm a I'm a Dolphin fan too. Except when you, you are a beat writer or a columnist, you're not allowed to be a fan. And so now I'm full time. I am athlete. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I ain't even gonna lie to you. This this young quarterback who's number one rated, he's head of the game and he's, oh, he's number one in the game right now, killing the yeah, game. You know what? You and Pac Man remind me of each other because Pac lets the <laughs> Bengals fool him every time they play an NFC South team. Oh, and the Miami Dolphins get fooled every time they play an NFC North team. <laughs> so listen, listen. <laughs> uh, the number one rated quarterback in the NFL and one of the mm. best offenses in the NFL can talk that talk. That, yeah. that, that they get to talk that talk when they have a thousand yard receiver half half of the season half of the season you get to Tyreek, talk that talk yeah, but yeah, Tyreek yeah. and and this is this is the argument I have with you Omar Kelly right like with how would two be playing without Tyreek Hill right now because y'all be trying to just trash be a winning my guy quarterback. Justin Herbert he'd be a winning yet, quarterback and yet he has the same record as Tua without any of his pieces listen <laughs> I I'm just um he should be. Justin Herbert, you talking about Justin Herbert? Yeah, two top receivers is tied in out. Like, oh my God, we not talking about Justin Herbert in his. You know who's who we talking? They got the, he got the same record as Tua right now, without okay. any of his receivers. He, oh, Tua got the, the best of- receiver in the game right now, and even when oh. he underthrows it, it makes him look good. Y'all wasn't y'all wasn't giving him that props at the beginning of the season when the season started. Y'all, y'all wasn't saying Ty- Tyreek was the best receiver in the game. He was Everybody... in the league in receiving yards. Okay, what no, are you no, talking no, no, about? No, 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 no. Before the season started, I am athlete rated all the receivers, and, and he was in the top five. So ain't nobody, nobody, nobody did. But not nobody was saying you said the best receiver in the game, well, and I was the only right one. Now. 
I, I base it off week to week base. Right now, he's the best receiver in the game. Is that not facts? He's leading. Yeah, it's facts. He's leading by what, like 150, 200 yards? He's the best weapon in football right now. I would give that's you that. Not, yeah. th- that's not a quarterback. And I, I said that before the season. I, that, I that's him. why I asked you that question. Now, not to cut you off, Omar, where would Tua be if Tyreek wasn't playing right now? He'd still be a winning quarterback. He'd still have a winning record. He you just think the Miami Dolphins the- with just water would be winning right now? He, he won last year. He had a winning record last year. He had a winning record the year before that. He's got oh a winning record God. his entire NFL career. <laughs> and that was no playoff appearances. Now he's he's more than likely going to make it to the playoffs the way that they're playing. And don't wait don't, till they if, see that real defense in New York. Oh, they ain't seen a real defense yet. Listen, and the way Josh Allen and that, that elbow injury, which we don't know about. Yeah, he, he came. He, he he came to that that Hornets net this past week. You saw what happened to him, and I I, I do pray that Josh Allen is good. Cause I I would not want the Jets to potentially win the division because of that. An asterisk behind it, right? I want Josh Allen to be fully healthy. The crazy thing is, Omar, I watched. You know, I watched that game, and after the hit on second down, oh, he threw uh, it for seventy yards, bro. I've never seen that in my life. That the crazy thing is, that game was great, and nobody talked about that throw. I've never seen a quarterback roll to the opposite side to the left and throw the ball up on for seventy yards, and it hit Gabe Davis in the hand. Yeah, yes, it did. Like that was that's insane. I've never on, seen on anything a, like on that. a bad elbow. That, and, and that was, that's him throwing on a bad elbow. What, what if his elbow was one hundred percent? Like, is he making it? 90 yards to the end zone with that it, like, it was a, it was an unbelievable throw I, I I I saw I saw the injury I saw him stretching the elbow and shaking it and it I was like be, oh, it had to be a because there's no 70 yards yeah no I, it, which Ooh. is why I'm not surprised he's he's got elbow injury and and probably might need to shut it down for a week just to explore what can happen can they afford to do that though they, I mean because they're starting to get beat up too and we always talk about it right what teams can do when they hit adversity, when players start going down, like the Jets had it early. A lot of teams haven't had it yet. You know, the Bills are starting to get it slowly. <laughs> they, they lost, you know, Michael Hyde for the year at safety. Jordan Poyer was hurt. He was out this game. Milano didn't play. He was out this game. And Kyrie, uh, Kyrie Elam got banged up in this game. He came back in, but we'll see where his, yeah, I think his foot or ankle is. You know, Tredavious White should potentially be coming back. So we'll see, man. It's like you always say, like when teams – go through adversity and can still get wins. That's how you know they're a dangerous team. The, the Jets yeah. have been able to do that. Miami, you know, when they got to a back, were able to do that. And they're actually pretty healthy now. Which yeah, they're really healthy now. <laughs> yeah. They're tremendously healthy so, now. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, props to Twan, your, your Bears, <laughs> formidable foe. <laughs> We respect yeah. the Two effort. Weeks in a row, the Dolphins should have lost. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I ain't even gonna lie, Twan. If if your, if your receivers knew how to catch the ball, it might have been an L for us. You know what? I, we got to get Brandon been a back on this show because I want to ask about that. And Twan, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like, Man. what is up with all the receivers dropping passes? I've never seen it this bad in my life. It's you know, bad. I like to get messy. <laughs> is that your brand? Are you coming on? <laughs> but go ahead, Twan. I was just about to say something. No, 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 no. I was, I was just coming to Omar. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we, we're, we're working progress, but that, that's, that's a pass interference call. It should have been called Omar. You know that. I yeah. Cheering for the Dolphins, but you, that, you, yeah, you, I, I'm a, I'm a journalist at heart. You right. You, you right. You, you, you don't get the respect that you, you deserve because your quarterback hasn't established himself yet. But a, a more seasoned veteran quarterback would have got that call. No question about or it. Or a more seasoned receiver would have got that call. But, or more seasoned receiver. You correct? Yeah. But let's go ahead and get into the show, fellas. We got a really good show tonight. Are the Packers finished? And should the Packers move on from A.A. Ron and go to Jordan Love? We discussed that. 
No one gave my Jets a chance against arguably the best team in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. But my Jets pulled out the victory and handed the Bills their second division loss. How legit are my Jets? We'll talk about that. And Lamar Jackson, Action Jackson, and the Ravens visit the New Orleans Saints in tonight's Monday Night Football game. We'll preview this game and give you our picks. But first, Frank Wright was fired as head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Wright was 40, 33 and one in the regular season. They had a one and two record in two playoff appearances. Now, this was a tender, uh, a tinger that Frank Wright had that was kind of all up and down, right? I believe five straight years, he had a different starting quarterback. It's hard for any coach to have success when you do that. And yes, Frank Wright's going to get a lot of a blame because earlier this year, you know, he benched Matt Ryan and then they got beat down by the, the New England Patriots, who aren't to me really a good team. Um, mm. you know, they've kind of regressed as far as what they do on offense. Their defense is still playing well, but they're not as scary as some of the past Patriot teams. And they got smoked, I think, 26 to 3 in that game. So when you do that as a head coach, you bench a guy, you bring somebody up, the clock is ticking. You guys know that Omar Kelly and Antoine Walker, the clock is ticking on you. And mm-hmm. if you look at his record again, he's got a winning record as a head coach, which is very hard to accomplish oh, absolutely. in this league. No and question. To be able to go to the playoffs. You know, with that many different starting quarterbacks, I mean, I believe an abrupt retirement of Andrew Luck. Yeah, you know, having Mm -hmm. to play a season with Jacoby Brissett. You know how I feel about Jacoby Brissett. You know, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers got you to the playoffs, and actually should have beat Buffalo in that playoff game. Carson Wentz. You know, and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. That that and and then the 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 funny thing is he got the kiss of death last week Mm. when his owner came out and gave him you know a, a, a a statement of support. But that's but see, that's what's so crazy. It's like, you know, Frank Wright is not in the hot seat. And then all of a sudden, Frank Wright fired as Indianapolis Colts. That's not even the most important aspect of the story, though, dude. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into that now. Like, that wasn't the craziest story of the day when it comes to the Indianapolis Colts, because they have hired Jeff Saturday, long time Colts center, six time Mm -hmm. pro bowler. Ring of Honor what? for the uh, Indianapolis Colts in 2011. He actually works for ESPN. Wasn't even coaching. They've hired him as the interim <laughs> head coach. Now, Saturday's only coaching experience experience comes at the high school level. Adam, I mean Omar Kelly and Antoine Walker. Now, according to the NFL Rooney Rule, compliance is not required for interim coaches. So there's so much to dive into this, right? Adam, uh, let me go to you, Omar Kelly. Right, you know. There's two ex-head coaches on this staff currently, right now. Jim Irsay has always been very vocal as a guy, as an owner. Um, what do you make of him hiring Jeff Saturday, who was doing essentially what I'm doing right now, being a commentator mm-hmm. for ESPN? You know, I he was CBS he was a Colts consultant. He, he was a consultant, but he's never had head head coaching or any coaching no. experience in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The only coaching experience he has at the high school level. Omar, I know you really want to dive into this because if you look at it as there's so many qualified coaches out there and there's so many coaches of color just vying for an opportunity for a guy to be at an ESPN desk, not even with the team currently, right? To go in and the owner, Jim Ursay, gives him the mantle of being a head coach to lead these young men for the rest of the season. I think there's still about nine games in the season. Like what goes through your head? I wouldn't have a problem with it if it was an established veteran coach that's out there. Let's say 
uh, I'm trying to ma- name a, an established coach, but Brian Billick, he just upped and picked up and said, you know what? I'm going to hire Brian Billick. To I don't become, think anybody would have an issue with that b- to become my interim coach to see and evaluate what, what we have in house. But the fact that he hired somebody who one wasn't on the staff, he doesn't know any of the plays. He doesn't know what he's going to call. Well, that, well, the crazy mm-hmm. thing is everybody on the staff currently, I don't believe nobody's actually called plays on offense because let's not forget offensive coordinator Marcus Brady was fired by Frank Wright a week ago. So now Frank Wright, who essentially calls the plays because he's the offensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator he hired are both out the door. Who's calling the plays? Yeah, this, this is <laughs> this is wild. I'm not going to say it's going to fail because I have a great deal of respect for Jeff Saturday. I think he's a smart mind. You're a center. You have a great deal, deal of knowledge about offenses and about teamwork and about leadership. Centers are leaders. So, but it, it, just out of left field, this just this is a little wild. This is yeah. a little wild. But Jim Irsay is a little wild. Yeah, Antoine, Antoine Walker, I want to go to you because put this into basketball perspective. Uh. What if you're on the team? Head coach gets fired. Ex player, never coached at the NBA level, working at ESPN. Say, say it's um, Magic what's Johnson. a guy with the ball head, not Magic Johnson. No, but I say Magic a, Johnson um, did it. Yeah, but say it's say it's what's the guy to play for the Cavaliers? Antoine Walker with LeBron Nets. Um, Richard Jefferson. Oh. Say it's River, Richard Jefferson. He gets hired as head coach. What is going through your mind as a player, Antoine Walker, when? Our head coach gets fired and they hire a guy that is an ex-player and is only coached at the high school level. Well, I mean, to me, just on the on the outside looking in, if you really think about it, it looks like they want an outside voice. So whatever's on the staff right now, they don't they don't they want a different voice. Mm. There's something going on internally for them to bring a, a person that's on t- that was on TV to do this unless. Now, you guys may know this better than me. Is he, Jeff Saturday, talking to the owner all the time? Have they been conversing, talking about the team? We don't know that. We don't know the conversations that they could possibly already been having. Maybe he's been trying to bring Jeff Saturday on staff for years. Could be well, possible. It's, it's you, know what I mean? you, you said that because when he first retired, I think he, Jim Irsay was on record saying he was going to give him a front office job. Yeah, because I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm pro. I'm a little selfish. I like ex-players getting opportunities. Um, and have an opportunity to coach right away because sometimes, you know, ex-players don't get the same chance. They got to go through a, you know, go through the whole waiting process and earn their stripes. So, you know, I'm always happy to see uh, ex-players get opportunities. So I'm just saying for you guys, are you guys upset because this is a guy that was on TV or you just believe there's 15 other candidates that should have gotten an opportunity at this? Yeah, that's what we're saying, Tuan. So first and foremost, as a player in that locker room, again, a lot of respect for Jeff Saturday, six-time pole bowler, again, <laughs> Ring of Honor member for the Indianapolis Colts. This dude played at an elite level with Peyton Manning for a lot of years. Ton of respect. But I wonder how Jeff Saturday would feel if he was a player in this in this situation right now. And a guy that used to play that's never even coached at the not even at the college level, Antoine. Never coached at the college level, never coached at the, the NFL level. Again, mm-hmm. to Omar Kelly's point, he was a consultant, I believe, for one year. And that was the the max of what he's done in the NFL. And he was a head coach at a high school academy, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I'm like you, Tuan. I always like players as coaches, right? Because I know they can relate to us. That's why I always want the Detroit Lions to do so well because, you know, most of that coaching staff is all ex-players, right? And I think it'll open the door for, for more ex-players to potentially be head coaches and move up a lot faster as far as getting coordinator and head coaching jobs. But this is coming out of left field now. Again, to your point, you made a really good point, Antoine Walker, saying, 
maybe Jim Ursay wants a different voice that has not been in that building. Absolutely. And I get that. But again, you have two ex head coaches on that staff. Let's let's just say it's the M.A. Doka situation and they hire somebody like random, like the Nets did. They hired Steve Nass with no coaching experience, right? And we saw all that fell off, right? But like, what if you know the Boston Celtics would have hired somebody outside of the building that the players didn't even know that had no coaching experience? Like, how would the Celtics be playing as well as they're playing? So, right so you're now? caught up on the no coaching experience. I'm more oh, caught 100%. up on. I'm more caught up on he's outside of the building coming in he's got to coach a team in six days and call plays and yeah. make decisions and create game plans that, but he's never that, done that either and yeah, the crazy thing yeah. is he was just on twitter last week talking about how bad the raiders are guess who he plays this week <laughs> the las vegas raiders y'all they That's are bad who they, play they are pretty they are pretty bad though they are yeah, they probably, are they are they probably the, worst team about the in ravens NFL. giving up leads that team good lord that team should at worst be 500 right now but let, let's get back to Frank Wright. Cause we, I, I mean, we've talked ad nauseum in the last probably eight to 10 minutes about this. Do, do you Saturday think Frank hiring. Wright, do you think Frank Wright will mm. struggle getting a job? No, he'll be an offensive mm. coordinator. Okay. Year, so you don't think he gets another head mm. coaching job? Not right away. I don't think he gets a right because just because of, and it's not all his fault, right? It could be Chris Ballard's fault for the carousel at quarterback. I mean, Chris Ballard was considered like the GM of the decade. And now he's yeah. Pooping. A lot of people were questioning his methods because they they not been able to find a steady person at the most ex- important position in football, the quarterback position. Uh, you can't just keep having these you know one year rentals, right? It's essentially what we're calling them one year rentals, and expect to have success what, in the what NFL. Was the, well, let me ask you guys: What was the true expectations for the oh, Indian? For the, I think for everybody the coach expected this this everybody this team to fight to for the division team. between yeah, them and Tennessee. I thought they were the best team in the division. I thought they were going to win this division once they got Matt Ryan, hundred percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, that makes sense. Probably that's a big part of the firing. They they yeah. underachieving. Look yeah, at their 100%, record. Percent. They are. Uh, this is I am athlete tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guys Omar Kelly and Antoine Walker, and we're talking about the Indianapolis Colts situation with you know the owner jim ursay firing frank wright and then coming out of left field and hiring jeff saturday as the head coach let's talk about that, that, would, that would be like that would be like the cincinnati Bengals firing somebody and hiring pac-man jones oh my it's god essentially what it is broadcasting you know i think i think pac has some high school some high school um experience coaching too and i just tell you don't ask me and just be like finish the season pack yeah so I mean, it, it'll be interesting. It'd be fun if they come out here and whoop the Raiders on Sunday. <laughs> uh, they, they probably will. They probably will. maybe maybe they won't. Rec- and this is something that 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 leads into what you guys know more than more than me. I feel like sometimes when a team isn't connecting with a coach and a coaching staff, they tune them out. I I, I saw it happen so many times. Oh, it when, happens w- when the Dolphins quit on on Adam Gase, when they quit on Cam Cameron, when Philbin. they basically Joe Philbin. I've yeah. I've seen it happen a lot of times. Yeah. When players know like this dude don't get it, like they 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 check out. And maybe that that was a situation with Frank Wright. Maybe he just ran his course with the players, and they felt like they needed a change. Maybe. I mean, also, I just don't think they're as talented as we originally thought they would be. I mean, Quint, Quentin Wilson, uh, Quentin Nelson, their all-pro guard, has not played well this year. Uh, Sha- uh, Shaquille Leonard, uh, formerly Darius Leonard, um, he hasn't played at all. He's been hurt this whole season, so he's played maybe a half of a game. 
So they've struggled in that department too. Those are two of their leaders on this team. I think they were in the same mm-hmm. draft class and they just have not played up to expectations. We were talking about Frank Wright getting fired. Let's talk about some other coaches who potentially on the hot seat. Who do you think could potentially be next, Omar Kelly? Um, I'm, 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 my, I got my eyes pointed at Josh McDaniel, even though I know mm. he's got a ridiculous contract. Hey, you know what's Raiders. crazy? Same situation as Frank Wright. The owner came out and said he's not, you know, he's not in any trouble. He's not on the hot seat. Yeah, so did Jim Mercer say that about Frank Wright? Go out here and let the Colts beat you and see what happens on Sunday. I mean, we've already know his history with Denver, where that team just absolutely checked out on him. They felt like he wasn't the right guy for the job. They they yeah. they they really didn't believe in his leadership skills. And and here we go again. A team that went to the playoffs is not responding for their new head coach. Um, veteran quarterback, one of the best receivers in the game. They had a, a a good defense, and yeah, they've got injuries just like everybody else has. Been bad on these last yeah. couple of weeks, and it's just not a team's just not responding. Yeah, Tuan, is there any coach you got your eye on that could potentially be on the hot seat? Oh no, Lovey Smith has got to be on the hot seat. But he I got mean, inherited Lovie, a bad team, though. He inherited yeah, a horrible I, team, I, I, a horrible team in a bad situation. But I just look at what he he has. A, I think Lovey need to go back, and I'm I'm a big fan of Lovey. Go back to being a defensive coordinator. You know what I mean? He's tried the head coach situation. Obviously, it was a disaster. Time. It was a disaster at Illinois in college, too. Oh, yeah, that was really I mean, bad so Illinois. all those things. I just think his last few situations have been bad. Let's go back to being a good defensive coordinator. I think he's on the hot yeah. seat. I think they're going to tear everything up up there. That's, that'd be two this. years in a row. That'd be so terrible for the Houston Texans. Like, there's no continuity. You keep changing the coaching staff every year. You're never going to be good. My guy, and, and Omar Kelly, you know who I got in the hot seat. I've been having him on the hot seat for the last three or four weeks. Oh, Cliff Kingsbury. There's no way in hell <laughs> that you sign your quarterback to that much money, bring everybody back on offense, and still playing trash don't, on offense. Don't forget their GM and their head coach just got new deals too. Don't care. If you're the owner, there's no way you sell out that much money for mediocrity, as Omar Kelly would say. They are very mediocre, especially on offense. There's no continuity. There was like continuity, continuity between D Hop and and Kyler Murray the first week when he came back on that Thursday night game, but that was essentially him forcing the ball to him. These last couple of weeks has not looked good for them and their connection at all. I don't know what Cliff Kingsbury is doing half the time on offense. Kyler Murray, costly turnovers. The crazy thing is, they scored 21. Seven was by the defense. The defense had another pick six in that game. So, like, and their defense has been getting cut up. Geno scored on three straight touchdown drives to, to really put that game out of balance. Like, that team is just in disarray. And, you know, with the Seahawks looking as good as they are, and they've they've beat the Cardinals twice, I believe, twice in the last four weeks. And uh, I think they still have games against the Rams and one more game against the 49ers. It's looking bleak for them to try to make a run for the playoffs. And the crazy thing is, Omar, they tried to help Kyler Murray even more because they traded for his best friend and Marquise Hollywood Brown, and they just traded for Robbie Anderson. So, like, they've literally tried to do everything possible on offense <laughs> to make sure it works, injuries, and it just has not worked. Suspensions and injuries. You make these excuses for Justin mm-hmm. Herbert. You won't make them for, for everybody else. What do you mean? <laughs> but, yeah, hop has been back for three weeks, and it still ain't helped. So what you trying to say? I'm just saying that you, the plan was And they Marquise got Robbie Hollywood Anderson, Brown. too. So it ain't like okay. he ain't got nobody right. out there. All right, you got exactly. Me. They, they made some trades. You got me. Hi, everyone. This is Hope Solo, World Cup champion and host of Hope Solo Speaks, a Sirius XM podcast. I'm so excited about the Men's World Cup starting November 20th, and we'll have coverage all tournament long. 
I'll be talking to former players, top analysts, and offering some of my unique perspective as Team USA looks to make a deep run in Qatar. Download new episodes of Hope Solo Speaks right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. USA, USA, USA. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guys, Antoine Walker and Adam Pacman jones Shout out to the Jets Radio and Sirius XM for that last glorious clip on 4th and 21. And my Jets closing out. Sauce Garner one-on-one situation with Gabe Davis knocking the ball away. And the Jets won. Now the defense, the Jets defense, shut down Josh Allen. Uh, Zach Zach Wilson threw a touchdown pass, and Greg Zerline kicked a go-ahead 28-yard field goal with 143 remaining to send my Jets to 6-3 and into the bye week. Wow! Half game behind (laughs) the division-leading Buffalo Bills for now. Zach Wilson bounced back, had a really good game week before three interceptions that were just inexcusable. He finished 18 to 25, very efficient for 154 yards, completing over 70% of his passes. Threw a touchdown pass to James Robinson on a screen. Nice play design by Mike LaFleur. And Michael Carter had a six-yard touchdown run. Now, the Jets defense did his job. They sacked Josh Allen five times and intercepted him twice. Should have actually been three times. Jordan Whitehead dropped a pick later on in the game. Josh Allen finished 18 of 34 for 205 yards and was held without a touchdown pass for the first time since week 17 of last season against the Atlanta Falcons. And he was intercepted by my guy, Sauce Garner and Jordan Whitehead. This is head coach Robert Sala of the New York Jets saying that this team was not surprised that they won this game. You know, I know a lot of people are going to be surprised. Right. Uh, I don't think there's a person surprised in the locker room. 
Um, it's a hard-fought game. It's a damn good football team, a well-coached football team over there. Buffalo, obviously, they've got championship aspirations. But, um, but I don't think there's a guy in that locker room that didn't think we couldn't win. In this game, I believe it was uh, in the third quarter, right? The Jets were down 14 to 10, and the Sky Cam, right, had a malfunction, lowered down. They had to get everybody off the field. Now, the Jets were driving the ball at ease. They were in the red zone, I think, at like the five or six yard line, getting ready to score to take the lead. But then it ended up being like a 12 to 15 minute delay. Momentum's a real thing. Of course, Von Miller, which they pay him to do, came in around the corner, sack fumble on Zach Wilson. And I thought the Jets had lost momentum, but they were able to get it back. And what I really love, guys, when the score was tied up 17 apiece, right? The Jets got the ball on their own four-yard line. It was a similar situation than what happened earlier in the year versus the Pittsburgh Steelers when the Jets needed a touchdown drive to win the game versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike LaFleur comes out and runs three straight counterplays three times in a row because James Robinson gets five yards, then he gets six yards, then he gets another six yards. I love coaches that do the things that are working, even if it's boring football. If they can't stop it, continue to run it. Then he gave the same look, fellas, and ran a split zone off of that. And Michael Carter got on the edge and gained about 15 to 20 yards on that next run play. So the first seven plays of that drive were the Jets running the football. They had seven straight runs. Then on third and five, Zach Wilson, again, living within the offense, finds Denzel Mims for a 12-yard catch and run on a slant and puts them in position. They stall out because Buffalo does a really good job in the red zone. As far as banjoing and Adam Pacman Jones, I know people probably know what that means. As far as the rub routes, right, they pass it off. Great communication, pre-snap, pass off a, a, a rub concept by the Jets. Jets kick a field goal, but then that defense really came to life. Josh Allen was able to, to get a – I remember he got sacked, and then he completed a pass, I think, to Gabe Davis for like 13 to 14 yards. It was second and one. no. He completed a big pass on first down. It was holding call, got called back first and 20. Then he completed the pass that gave Davis for 19 yards. But on second and one, my guy, Bryce Huff, off the edge, beats Quisenberry, their right tackle, and sacks Josh Allen, makes him fumble it. He loses 19 yards on it. Third down, incomplete pass to Gabe Davis on a fourth down. Uh, I don't know how Josh Allen was able to throw a 70-yard bomb after getting hit on the elbow, but incomplete by Sauce Gardner. Adam Pac-Man Jones, let me ask you a question. Do the Jets have a chance not only to make the playoffs, but potentially complete compete for the AFC East crown? Yes, they do. Um, they playing at a high level right now, like you just said. Um, the main part about the game that I looked at the most was the way the defensive coordinator um, attacked the Bills on this game. As you realize, he didn't blitz him the entire game. Don't need he, to. He played, <laughs> he, he played coverage. He let the guys up front. He let them dogs up front job. get after him. And, um, you know, sometimes coaches get stuck in their ways, and you know this, Bose, and, and forget about what we need to do to win instead of, oh, I want to blitz because I, I like the blitz. That's my philosophy. Um, yeah. So kudos to the Jets and my boy Sauce. Mm. Sauce is balling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and before I go to you, and, and no, yeah. Walker, I'm glad you brought that point up, Pac, because if we go back, matter of fact, I believe it was week four versus your Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. You remember what changed that second half versus the Bengals, right? Because in that first half, every third down, what were the Jets doing, Pac? Blitzing. Blitzing. Man coverage. Sometimes zero. What happened? They got cooked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> bum, bum. yeah. 
So Quentin Williams got into it with his defensive line coach, Aaron White, coach on the sideline and said, enough of this. Put the game on us. You paid us all this money up front. Let us get after it. And since then, I believe the Jets have been the least blitzing team in the NFL, but have created the most pressure with a four-man rush out of any team in the NFL. And we saw it again Sunday. We saw him beat up Aaron Rodgers and the <laughs> Packers. We saw five sacks this last week. The Pittsburgh game, I think they had either two to four sacks and – Carl Lawson had seven hits alone in that in that game. So and like Carl Lawson is back to Carl Lawson. I yes. had a chance to play with Carl Lawson when he was a, a, a rookie here in um Cincinnati. He is a dog. Like yeah, he basically is a to me, he's athletic just as a safety. Yeah. He's physical than anybody on oh, the team. His speed I, and I power is crazy. His speed, speed and power is crazy. Um, and he got a motor. He enjoyed mm. playing the game, and you can see he, he's balling out right now. Yeah, but the man. guy that made the play of the game, the opposite end on who who goes in on third down, Bryce Huff, man, that dude, Huff, yeah, he's special, man. He, to me, he's the best pure in rusher they have as far as just bendability, and when I mean bend, being able to run full speed while you know being on the the, the side of your toes, bending while offensive lineman is pushing you, and still being able to get to the quarterback. He just has a natural bend that I have not seen from a Jets defensive end in a long time. Jermaine Johnson, their first round pick, had another big sack in this game as well. So, how many do they have as a as a team right now? Do you know how many? Sacks I, it's they have? it's it's got to be up there. I, I know the Cowboys. Every, every the Cowboys have thirty three, and they they're number one in the league right now. Okay, but I would say going from Cincinnati game on. I would love to see what those numbers are as far as defensive line sacks compared to the rest of the NFL. They got to be top five, 100%. Antoine, what do you think about my New York Jets, man? I know you was talking crazy during the break. He believes we only going to win maybe four more games uh, or three more games, uh, Adam Pac-Man Joe. No way in the hell. What football game is he watching? <laughs> Listen, man, they that they, they, they gotta they gotta play the Bills again. They got the okay. Dolphins again. They got Seattle. That's, That's the they got Seattle. Of course. They got yeah. yeah, they got they got the Lions, they got the Minnesota Vikings. They you gonna, don't got to beat the Lions. No, we got Jacksonville too, don't we? Y'all y'all know the Lions seven and one, right? You mean one and seven? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm talking about, must, I'm talking about the Vikings. I'm talking about, y'all know the Vikings seven and one. Oh, yeah, we know what yeah. they are. They ain't play the defense like ours either, though. Man, listen, one thing y'all, and we talk about this all, all the time on the show, and I just hear you guys give the Jets all this praise, and they deserve it. They're playing good football right now. When are we going to talk about the quarterback? Y'all not worried about this quarterback? No. Y'all see, trust, this, this y'all is trust, what they run. Against? Hey, look, you know, this is what they say. You're not going to win. Plenty, you're not going to win in that division. Yeah. And that quarterback got to play good. And y'all saw what he did last week. Y'all know he can go back to that But he played good Sunday. He, he completed seven, over 70% of his passes. Oh, my God. You felt like he played good. He was the reason yeah, why they won. You got to think. No, after, they're after running. Off, first of you all, you you first of all the Jets are, are about run. They are run, one, run offense first. They run to win, pass the uh, move the sticks. They they are run team first. Pack, you guys just talked about the Jets and all the great things they did yesterday, and not one time for fifteen minutes did you guys say anything about Zach Wilson. I talked about not Zach in the intro. Time. No, you. And it, I said the last fifteen minutes, you talked about everything else in that game. Because we were, because this minutes, is a defensive led team first. Okay, okay, all right, they ain't gonna get it done, man. Not when. <laughs> That's why I hate it, man. No, they don't get it done. Not 
No. They said the same done. thing about the Giants, and they went in with and, running the ball and, and lost, playing defense. You lost, your, you lost your running back. You lost your guys running back. Bro, we yeah. traded for James Robinson, who was eating yesterday. Hey, going he had back. He had 48 Hello. yards. Stop on how many carries? Hey, going back to. I think. Hey, going no, back he ain't had 12 that's... carries. No. All right, so this, he had 12 or 13 carries, bro. That's over. Okay. still averaging over four yards a carry. Hey, listen, hey, listen, I understand you trying to find anything, <laughs> the positive side of it. Nothing wrong with that. You funny. Hey, but Quinn Williams <laughs> got seven sacks right now. Carl Let him know. have four sacks right now. Let him know. Uh, John Myers have two and a half. That's Let a lot know. of sacks. Let him know. Players, okay. Normally, you might have one guy that has. And Jermaine Johnson got two and a half, too. Come on. It's a lot of sacks, bro. I think Bryce Huff okay. got two and a half too. We got we might be the only team that got at least six guys with two and a half sacks already. Well, I'm I'm just letting you know. I I, I don't see it. I don't. So see you're it saying a quarterback can't play efficient football? Don't no, turn it over and live with their defense. Yeah, I mean that's what you that's that's how y'all think they're gonna win. That's how they're gonna get in the playoffs. That's how they've been winning. They may not make the playoffs. It's tough out there in the AFC. Oh my God, bro! We don't play the. We got mostly. We got a couple you're NFC not, games coming up. You're, you're, you're not winning that division. You know that. Who the Dolphins, do we know? We just beat the team that said everybody's ever gonna win a division. The, the, the Dolphins about to hit their stride. Oh my! Oh, now you a Dolphins fan? No, I'm not a Dolphins fan. No, I don't think Juan, do, do the Dolphins play though. defense? It don't matter. Y'all can't. Y'all no, like they they, the Dolphins can score y'all. Yeah. But can they the play Dolphins? defense? No, they don't have to. On one to. side, the, they do. It ain't, like, it ain't like the Jets got a bunch Xavier of weapons. Howard play, uh, but that's Howard what, Pat, you know this more than anybody. If you have an elite defense, we saw the Bills had an elite offense. How many points they scored yesterday? <laughs> 17, <laughs> Twan. For all you guys that care only about offense, yeah, see where that gets you when you when your defense can't stop nobody. You know you know they play them again. Let's see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> We'll yeah, they play happens. us again, and we'll be healthier after the bye this time. Okay. Nobody's scared should, of them. You should be rolling. Your team rolling right now. I'm not mad. We I'm scared not of them. You know we got first, or we got the I, Patriots first. I'm, they really I'm excited not, about that I'm game. I'm not rolling with your quarterback. I'm just letting you You don't know. have to roll rolling. with it. Roll with the defense in the run game. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm rolling with now. Yeah. And it's going to get cold, too. You know, then those two things travel. Yes. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.